following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Lights, camera, podcast, what's going on, everybody? I am the Wizard of Jaws, joined once again by the Quote King, Austin Kelm. Austin, what's up, guy? Good evening, Wizard of Jaws. What's going on, buddy? Uh, we are doing a late night recording. Uh, usually yes, we sir. Do that a little bit earlier on a Monday, but we're going to get this out you know, late night Monday and kind of go from there. We are sacrificing Monday Night Football. We sure this, are. So, right? It's so the NFC it's least. It's a personal thing. It, That's mean, all right. This this game deserves to be on a Wednesday and be in the Mac. <laughs> it's brutal. But loser uh, plays UB. You got it. There you go. Right. Um, and actually, we're we're doing something weird today. We're skipping a bunch of months. It is uh, it's September, uh, the end of September, but September nonetheless. And we are skipping a bunch of a bunch of months, and we're doing a Christmas movie. You know what? And that's up for debate. But I mean, I'm inclined to to agree with you. But uh, I, that is up for debate. I feel like that's a very touchy subject for a lot of people. See, and it can be as touchy as they want it to be. I don't care about your feelings. It's a Christmas movie. Uh, listen, and like I said, I'm with you on this one. You and I are on the same team. This may be the greatest we are, Christmas movie ever made. I think so. And it is. I think it's in the Hall of Fame. And it is uh, the measure of which it's the bar that everything else is measured by when it comes to this movie. Yeah. Like the Grinch has a long way to go to be to be diehard. Oh, Correct. I spoiled it. We're doing Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard. I, I just, my, my inner, like, Joey and Chandler from Friends came out, like, should we do Die Hard? Yeah, we should watch Die Hard. You know what's better than Die Hard 1? Die Hard 2! This is Die right. Hard 1 again. Unless you watch it again, and then it's Die Hard 2. No. Absolutely. I gotta go. Why? Because, you know, we, watch, we, we do too much, and then Joey starts calling everybody a bitch. What are you talking about, bitch? <laughs> It's, friends friends will be a whole different episode oh, but this yeah. this week's is definitely die hard definitely die hard the uh would, would you say this was the the action movie that put bruce willis on the map for being an action star i think so you know he's got a bunch of ones that were in the 80s um but i think this is this is the one i think this is honestly and i wasn't joking i think this is kind of the the bar that a lot of other action movies are measured off of that if, if something comes out and it's well, I don't care if it's Van Damme or Stallone or Schwarzenegger back in the day or any of the new guys, Jason Statham today, you name it. Like, I don't know. Was it as good as Die Hard? I, maybe, maybe not. But I think this one is the epitome of action movie. And as you say, it happens during Christmas. So people like to watch it around the holidays. Yeah, it's a uh, they're at a Christmas party at Nakatomi Plaza in L.A. So, I mean, it doesn't get any more Christmas than that. And the like, the best part about this is some of the people in this movie, like Professor Snape's in this. I mean, Alan Rickman is unbelievable. So, I mean, and, and a lot of there's a lot of tidbits about Die Hard that a lot of people know. They're not really secret tidbits anymore, but I'm going to say them anyways. Um, Alan, this was Alan Rickman's first movie. 
that is unbelievable as he is in this movie, Die Hard is his first ever like major blockbuster movie, which kind of blows my mind. Right. That he was on little TV series and they had like a little uncredited little tidbits here and there. But Die Hard was his first movie and he's like Hans Gruber is like the epitome of the bad guy. And he's so good. And he's like, yeah, I kind of just started acting last week. I threw my hat in the ring and oh, you're unbelievable. That's cool. Right. And, and really, and, and oh, no, go ahead. No, to, to think that this is where Alan Rickman got his start. Like th- this is what spawned the guy who would play Severus Snape in one of the greatest seven movies ever made. Now, listen, he's got a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, and really just going off the beaten path, uh, Galaxy Quest. I freaking love that movie with oh Tim Allen. God, that, that, that's such in, yeah. it's such a random thing, but he's so funny in that movie. I laugh my ass off every time I see it. He's like that movie's so bad too. But oh like in God, the best so in the best good. way though. So all yeah. right, so that, for everybody listening, that's gonna be episode thirty-seven. We got like thirty-one more to go before we get to the Galaxy Quest. God, like he he voiced a caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I forgot about that. He did a lot of a lot of voice acting. Although, you know what? My, my favorite Alan Rickman moment does come from this movie, though. And it really is just when he falls off the top of the building. Because, again, the 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 snid bit that, that people don't realize about it, or I guess maybe a lot of people do now, is that the director um, told him that he was going to drop him on three. Right? So we're going to go three, two, one, and then we're going to let you go, and you're going to fall off the building, and that's how you're going to have your epic send-off there. But being the evil genius that he is, he dropped him on two. And it's it's Alan Rickman's actual facial reaction of not knowing he was being dropped and getting dropped. And like they just zoomed in on his face and they were like, you have to put three cameras on him because we're only going to do this once. He's going to be so pissed that I dropped him on two that we have to get it this one time. Otherwise, we're not doing it again. That's fantastic. Because all the surprise is gone. That I didn't know. Right. See, so like when you think back of like. He's hanging onto the wife's arm. They get the watch off. He, it slips off his grip and he like falls to his death. And that shocking facial reaction on his way down is his actual reaction of the, the line being snipped and he gets dropped on. All right, ready? Three, two. Oh, he's gone. Awesome. Dropping him on two. That's fantastic. Um, another. So, and this is a fun one too, because one of the unsung parts of this movie is Reginald Bell Johnson. Oh, my, I mean, Steve Urkel's like surrogate father from Family Matters. I mean, he is 100% uh, uh, the, the feel good part of this movie. Uh, what was it? Carl, Carl Winslow. Carl yes, Winslow. Which ironically, he's a cop in Family Matters and he's also right. a cop in this movie. So, I mean, he might have been a little typecasted, but I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm okay with the done. He's got the mustache for it. <laughs> he absolutely got the mustache for it. Listen, it was 1988. If you didn't have the porn star mustache, what, what were you doing out there? Right. Oh, like in, in this, so many, so many good things for come from this movie, including two solid sequels. Agreed. And, agree. and, and I, I was leery of doing that because we just did the whole Rocky thing and that was all those movies. And now we're doing a trilogy again. But I mean, you could spend hours just talking about one. You don't even have to go into two and three and Samuel L. Jackson. Everybody, I just just this one is unbelievable. Did you know? that Nakatomi Plaza is actually the headquarters for 20th Century Fox and they charged themselves rent to use the the like the then unfinished building. You know what? I'm not an accountant, but that that sounds like a tax write-off or it, you know what I mean? It sounds sure like there is some sort of like 
oh, it was an expense and whatever, but it wasn't an expense because you paid yourself money. So we didn't pay taxes. I don't know. I'm Some financial wizard did that. Somebody smarter than me. And they probably made a whole ton of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, and John McClane is just, I mean, I call you the quote gang, but this dude just, uh, so many good ones. I mean, the main, I mean, if, if you're not saying yippee ki I'm, I'm mother effort, I like that. It's <laughs> the have, quintessential, that is just the, the tough guy phrase of like all time. That one's ranked. Yeah, I almost said that tonight during a football game. It just comes out. I, I, I don't know why, but I mean, it and, and it's one of those where it's like run, forest, run. Everyone knows what you're talking about when you say it. <laughs> you know, John McClain huddled in an air vent recalls his wife's invitation. Coming out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Yeah, have a few laughs, right? Just muttering. I mean, it, it's, at the end of the day, like still being a husband pissed at his wife. Do you know what I mean? Like he's being shot at. He's been punched. He's been like, Stepped on broken glass. He's like fighting terrorists and he's still in an air vent bitching about his wife. Like he's like climbing above the ceiling tiles. Well, and like attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. No effing shit, lady. Does it sound like I'm going to bring up pizza? <laughs> like, you're all right. Sorry, I'm stuffing in my face a 20 year old Twinkie. Uh, and then, of course, Reginald Val Johnson knows exactly what's in the Twinkie. Right. Uh, now I have a machine gun. Ho, 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 ho. ho. <laughs> I, there, it's just, like I said, it is, it is the benchmark that all other action movies are gone by from, from quips and one-liners, like 80s tough guy phrases to, you know what I mean? Unbelievable action sequences with RPGs, rocket launchers, uh, fist fights, you name it. They did it in this movie. <laughs> I'm dying laughing reading these quotes. Uh, I'm going to have to get the sensor bleep out because they're so good. Like, I've got a hundred people down here and they're covered in glass. Glass? Who gives a shit about glass? Who the f*** is this? This is Deputy Police Chief Dwayne T. Robinson, and I'm in charge of the situation. Oh, you're in charge? Well, I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. From up here, it doesn't look like you're in charge of jack shit. You listen to me, you little asshole. I'm asshole? I'm not the one who just got b- on national TV, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's, and that's Paul Gleason. I mean, now, I don't want to say I forgot that he was in this movie, but I feel like what he is known, I mean, the breakfast club is like his right. top, you know, don't mess with the bulls, young man. You'll get the horn. Like next time I come in here, I'm cracking skulls. I mean, just being like a <laughs> jerk principal, but that that's where my mind goes. Like he's always the principal from the breakfast club. Uh, I thought I told you I want radio silence until further. Oh, I'm sorry, Hans. I didn't get that message. Maybe you should have put it on the bulletin board. I figured since I waxed Tony and Marco, and his friend here, I figured you and Carl and Franco might get a little lonely, so I wanted to give you a call. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I, you know what? And it really, the only thing that kind of I, I don't want to say irks me, but I'm, I'm going to go full, full spectrum here, that in the first movie, I feel like he's a guy. Like, just a guy. right? He's just a cop. He's just a guy. And then by the time you get to, like, live free and die hard, he has gone full-blown like RoboCop, like doing the most ridiculous things ever seen, like blowing up helicopters with a motorcycle. And you know what I mean? Like it was, he was just a dude. And now, you know what I mean? Like he gets hurt, he gets injured, he gets cut, he's bleeding. You know what I mean? And then the next one, he's literally superhuman. Right. And yeah. like full ramble. You know what I mean? Like they really went the full spectrum of. 
they, they definitely, and, and, and that's the thing I think you, you run into when it comes to um, sequels, sequels. And I mean, we, we've seen it with the fast and the furious movies, uh, 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 like worse than any other film series out there. I think <laughs> like a group of street racing people, like street racers who like, steal like like dvd players from trucks. right right they're knocking off like I, I, like radio shack buses you know what right. i mean like they're right and and now like the last one like they shot a car into space to stop the moon from blowing up or something stupid like they're, <laughs> they're driving cars down the side of like 150 story buildings in dubai like they're taking on the u.s military like get out of here no no it's uh, right well you especially when you've got something like nine sequels and die hard has four Right. Um, but like it becomes, how do we top the last one? Right. And, and honestly, and th- that being said, I do think that they've done, they've done a good job. They, they I, have- I've, I've enjoyed all of them. It's not like I watched them and went, well, that was crap. I, I really have liked all of them, but they really did go on from like average guy, plausible, ah, maybe not plausible, but you know, right. A situation that you go, huh, it was a normal guy doing that. And now it's like, oh, really? He, he drove the, the motorcycle or the car up the ramp into a helicopter. Okay. All right. Well, that, that happened. Like, and, and that was the best, like one of the best lines of that one. Like he, he revs this motorcycle, runs it up. Uh, was it like a toll barricade? Yeah, right. right. He hits the toll and it goes up and it hits the helicopter. And Justin Long of all people is like, you just blew up a helicopter with a car. And he's like, I ran out of bullets. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's the response. Yeah, I ran out of bullets. Like, and again, great one-liner and stuff. But like, you have to keep pushing the envelope, and like, eventually, like, again, if, if we start seeing John McClane in space, I'm out. Right. Well, that's. I mean, not to go fully off script because you know we never do that. Right. But it's like you know they they kept making the Halloween movies, and like wasn't there one like Jason in space? I was like, really? They uh, they really went like Friday the Thirteenth, but yes. Oh yeah. Well, you know what I'm trying to say, but like yeah, that's he's it was on our space. They were on like a space station or something stupid. Yeah, Jason like, X. Right. That was a just an awful movie. Correct. Negative Correct. four out of negative four <laughs> out of five. Uh yeah, I mean and and that's the thing. Like I and we've gotten obviously well enough off topic that we're on the sequels and comparing it to other sequels and stuff like that. But I mean this movie as a whole just it holds weight. I mean it, it's it's almost it's it's a year younger than we are. This came out in right. 80. I was gonna say yeah, we're I was gonna say we're eighty seven and that's eighty eight. Like, and this movie is still good. It really does. It, it is something that has stood the test of time that they do 25 year anniversary things, 30 anniversaries. Like we'll be talking about this and they'll be going, yeah, it's the 50 anniversary of Die Hard, and everyone will still know what they're talking about. Right. And who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Bruce Willis will be living free or and dying harder, Hard, harder. Right. Yeah. With just keep adding her. It's like dumb and dumber. Like it's right. just keep on. Yeah, like you live, live free, living, living freer, and dying harder with a vengeance twice. Right, right. While you, while you're at it, right, right. And a, a vengeance and a grudge. <laughs> uh, the other cool part of this is scenes from this movie have made it to other other mediums. Um, like there, any time you see any type of like random person like swinging through a door or sorry, a glass window from the outside of a building. It's a reference. It's usually a reference to Die Hard, but Mythbusters uh, and uh, there's a show called like Hollywood shots or something like that. Or uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look up the, the name of the show, but it's basically a show that like tests whether or not certain things that you see in movies 
are actually plausible are actually plausible and most right. of them have to do with like shooting and gunfire and explosions and stuff um and the like both Myth, mythbusters and um that show which i can't think of like hollywood weapons maybe i don't know um basically like they tested the the like the swinging on the what was it a fire hose and shooting the window and then going through the window right um and they tested it and they basically came up with the fact that like like with the type of window that would be on that type of building that high up right right what skyscraper windows at at a a high rise right like it like this could be something you maybe did on like one of the first three floors where it's just normal windows but like you know windows that are higher up that have to deal with like stronger winds and currents and you know god knows what else like they're a little bit thicker they have more like play to them and stuff and they actually like proved that what he did would not have been doable uh, unless he had a far higher caliber pistol than he was using. Right. He used what they use in the show and like the guy peppered it and it just like, it was almost, almost bulletproof glass. And uh, the other one was, I believe the shooting a bad guy through the table, like where he was underneath the table and like, Oh, right. right. Shim- shimming on his back. Right. Yep. Um, and that one was actually true. That one was actually very possible and pretty deadly, like more so than they showed. Because um, they used a ballistics gel dummy, and the dude like blasted however many shots through the table, and not only did all three or four shots hit, but the dude was then littered with splinters from the table too, like that were embedded in him, like not even just like you know like superficial su- surface wound, like like yeah, even if this bullet missed, like this massive splinter to his aorta probably wouldn't probably wouldn't have done well, which was pretty cool. It's one of those few times that the movies actually like lowballed the action <laughs> like, a little bit, like yeah. this would this would have been worse in real life which never happens yeah and uh that's i actually I, I spent like a day and a half once just binging that show and it was cool because like they, they did stuff from rambo they did stuff from um alien they did st- like all kinds of weird movies like this and uh it was it was pretty funny but that one that one stood out like just a couple that they that they may have done one more that i can't think of but those two specifically were like oh this was really like interesting right well that's why i said i mean kind of plausible like like pretty plausible it was not outside the spectrum of reality right because like i said then then they just got crazy but i mean to your point they, they didn't make nine of them they might i don't know bruce willis is getting any younger though <laughs> they're no making nine he's got to get on top of that but I mean, like, and they're all good, and really, and it, it, it it's it's enjoyable every single time I watch it. I know exactly what's going to happen. It, it really, like most of the movies that we've we've spoken about, I've seen it thirty times. I mean, like I said, it it, it was it turned one when I was one. <laughs> I mean, I've had ample opportunity to watch this movie at several Christmas occasions, right? But it's uh, and and it, the 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 luster the bloom's always on that flower. I I never have to worry about like. It's fine. I enjoy it every time. Yeah. And maybe that's just a, a typical guy thing. I mean, I'm, I'm just being one of those guys. Well, even if but it does not guy, bug me. Care. Right, 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 right. That's what it is. I'm watching Die Hard. Dude, you just watched it. Nah, I don't care. Yeah. And what's your point? That's what I'm trying to say. It's not telling you before. You know, and I mean, and I think I don't think it's just a guy thing because like I'm looking here on IMDb and it's a top, it's it's a top rated movie on IMDb. It's 131st. 
of all the movies on IMDb, it's this is one thirty one. I was just gonna say that's there's an awful lot of movies. Yeah, every, oh, oh, I mean, really, probably close to every movie ever. I mean, I I have never actually gone on that website and not found a movie that I was looking for, so it must be okay. I actually get mad when I type in a movie and it's like I the IMDb page for it is like four down. Right. I don't want the Wikipedia page. I don't want like I want IMDb because they like certify all their stuff. I could go on IMDb right now and change the wording for Die Hard to be a Valentine's Day movie. Right. But I won't. Well, and, and that's why, you know, citing your sources, I don't, I don't know why IMDb has become like the bar by which, I mean, you would never just, why would I use Wikipedia? IMDb is right there. They have their own app. They're legit. Uh, really, I mean, like, well, I just get, like it's eight point two rating out of ten out of eight hundred and twenty one thousand ratings, eight point two right. out of ten. I mean, that's pretty good. So <laughs> almost a million people are like, "Yeah, this movie's pretty good. I like it." So and like, let's let's talk about this. So people don't think this is a Christmas movie. Soundtrack: Winter Wonderland, Christmas in Hollis, Let It Snow, Ode to Joy, Jingle Bells. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Brandenburg con- concert or concerto number three in G major is a Christmas thing, but I'm going to assume. Now listen, if I told you that, Hey man, we're going to watch a movie. It takes place in December that there is Christmas music playing. And somebody says, ho, ho, ho. I'm not sure what other type of movie you would possibly think that we were watching because it's gotta be a Christmas movie. Right. <laughs> I didn't say it was happy go lucky. I didn't say it wasn't a little action packed from time to time, but it is most definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, there are times I wish my Christmas looked more like this. <laughs> I feel a little bad for your Christmases. If you're like, yeah, I'd like to be like crawling through air ducts and like shooting people, cutting my feet on broken glass. What I mean, the hell is happening during your Christmases? That's I mean, not true. I've, I've always enjoyed Christmas, but. That's because you're watching it's Die Hard. Fun, it's, fun, it's fun to say for, I mean, that's clickbait right there. People, people are now wondering, like, tune into Comedy Debauchery. I'll tell you, I'll tell you some fun Christmas stories. Huh, cross promotion. How's that? Wah, wah. <laughs> that is that is okay. That's what we do here. Yeah. You know, people helping the people. Yep. One of these days we got to get Matt on to talk about eight or uh, signs. Sign well, that's his uh that's his jam. Yeah. The intellectual and like family components that he really gets very in depth. Yeah. Like like psycho Freudian breakdown of his favorites, which I get it. Sometimes you know what though? Maybe we're trying to elevate our our our, our mental status of this yeah. podcast. We we got we got to up the level here. I uh I, I like to consider everything I do both educational and informative. Sure, <laughs> and debatably vulgar at times. I mean, so just like the Magic School Bus. Yeah, right. You can be Miss Bliss. <laughs> right. Th- thank you. I think. I'm not 100% positive, but I think there's a compliment in there somewhere. Yeah, you can be Miss Bliss. I'll go gawk over Alexa Bliss, and we'll it'll be a good day. Yep. Yeah. So now I, so I got to ask you, Jazzy Bear, uh, the Wizard of Jazz. Uh, I think this is an easy one, but we think this movie would get made today, right? Absolutely. It, I think it. I think it um, easy. It's just it's an action movie, like for many for other reasons. ones. Um, one reason being that I mean they're still. I mean, Live Free or Die Hard came out in 2007. Right. So that's pretty, pretty close to somewhat recent times. I mean, it's like, not- and I, well, I would go out on a limb here and say, I mean, maybe it's not that much of a limb that if 
they if this exact movie came out today, that it would still be good. Yes. That you wouldn't necessarily have to upgrade the pop culture references and put like different music in it or something like that or change any. Well, I guess, I mean, certain people have passed. Alan Rickman passed away. So the actors would obviously have to be different. But if the people in their prime, same age, everything else and everything else was the same and it came out today, I still think it would be unbelievable that we received the same fanfare that it, that it did when it first came out. Oh, and, and the I think if you were to if you were to say an alternate reality where this didn't exist already and it came right, out right, 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 right this year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not talking about a re-release, right? I mean, yeah, no, like a- absolutely, like I, I whole Die Hard did not exist, and number one came out, yeah, this it Friday. Would still, it would be just as good. Um, you might see some, obviously, like technology up updates. Sure. Yep. You know, with cell phones and stuff like that, and um, but I mean, as far as, far as the rest of it goes, I, I think, I mean, maybe it would be, maybe it would be a little bit better with some effects and stuff. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I get. I mean, CGI might make it a little bit better, but I mean, maybe a little cleaner looking. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of explosions. Gritty, like right. Well, there's explosions on the rooftop, and there's some certain things that go on, like they blow up the SWAT tank and stuff like that with the RPG from like the 50th floor or whatever. But I mean, I don't know. That was back in the day where they didn't really use CGI. They just they just blew stuff up. Right. Or, or they, <laughs> we don't need we don't need computers. We put dynamite in this and it exploded. Right. Or they made like a far smaller version and like just made it smaller on a con- controlled set. Like you know, right. that, that that tank they blew up was the size of my foot and the building they shot a mini rocket out of was the size of, you know, my leg. I don't know. I don't make the rules. Well, it's like and there's so much shooting in this movie. It just reminds me of that that John Mulaney bit that he does. Like, were bullets free back then? Like, Jesus, what happened? Like I'll bet you they were far cheaper than they are these days. I can tell you that much. Right. Well, that's a whole Chris Rock thing. He goes, guns should be free. He goes, bullets should cost $10,000 a piece. He goes, nobody would ever shoot anybody. Right. I don't oh. care that much about you. $10,000? Never mind. <laughs> you're, not, you're not worth that. And what if I miss? I, that's why I'm saying. Right. Exactly. It just cost myself 20 grand. I'm not even that angry. I don't even care. And if there's anything that we've seen, not only in movies, but in some real life shootout situations, People suck at shooting. Oh my god! They everybody's got the accuracy of like a stormtrooper, where yeah. it, you just miss constantly. One of the best, one of the best pop culture references ever. Like I don't know, man. These guns kind of suck. I've never had anything with them. Have you? No. <laughs> I can't see anything. Yeah, like uh, Star Wars universe. What if? What if one stormtrooper actually could shoot something? Like I got him. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> one. I think. It would, I think it. Well, I think it would have been more impressive, like if if he had to use the lightsaber to actually like deflect like all of the lasers and not like the two that were coming at him and the fifty that missed him were irrelevant. He could just stand right. there and be like, "You guys suck at this." Or like again, how how funny would it be? Like, you know, whole whole movie, whole movie, dudes like deflecting things and everyone's missing, no one's coming close, and all of a sudden, like one dude, like fresh out of the academy, pew, <laughs> got him, and the whole like, wait, really? Like, whole Star Wars universe changes right there because one dude, right. Well, like you, you guys seriously, you struggle with this the whole time. How are you guys doing? Uh, hey man, like maybe look down the gun. I don't know. Like, like every henchman in this movie can't shoot. Right, driving the struggle bus real hard. It's tough. So, uh, I think it's I think it's time, guy. What uh, Uh-oh. how many clickety clackety clickety clackers are you giving it? Um, so I've talked this up very hard, but I'm going four point five out of five. So almost a perfect score. Wow. 
And that really, and again, we just, I'm just, just on a scale. There's certain things that I've given perfect fives and I like this movie, but not quite as much as I've liked some other movies. Right. I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with a four, a flat four, a flat four, flat four. I mean, so it's, it's funny because it, again, the IMDb rating is like an 8.2 and we've collectively given it an 8.5. So we are on par with the, our 821,000 of our closest friends who rated this movie IMDb that think that uh, we're pretty much on pace there. Right. And like, I'm sitting here thinking like, I don't know why I'm not giving it a higher score, but I, I know I can't give it any lower, but there's nothing that like stands out to like get it into that like four point something. Right. I agree so with like, you. You know, I'm just, you know, it's just, it, it's lacking that like that one like hard sell moment or that one like big thing, like, you know, of, of, of movies that I get into that four point something. Right. This one is just, it, it's there. It's on the cusp. I just want a little bit more and I don't have it. You know what though? And I understand if it's really just a, a prototypical guy movie. Um, but I think it's from a, a cinema cinematic type of, of, of persona that if I'm reading some perfect five, right. And I think it's like in the hall of fame and it's unbelievable. And it's one of the best movies of all time. It shouldn't matter guy, girl, old, young, whatever, that that movie should have been enjoyable for anybody who watched it. And it's not that Die Hard doesn't have that, but there are other movies that I would have ranked five that are more inclusive to everybody watching it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, if you like even just Googled anything and just like greatest movies of all time, Die Hard might be on that list. I don't think it's in the top 10. Now, if you like action movies, sure, no question. Oh, at like all all time great, you know what I mean? Cinematography, it's it's down just a hair. Yeah, th- this might be this might be easily a top five action movie. I, I think correct the question is the top five. Right. Well, I'd say it's 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 one of mine. But, but if, I, I don't have the other ones off the top of my head. But overall, I don't I don't think so. That's what I mean. There, there's so many just unbelievable movies from I don't know. Citizen Kane to, I don't know, the Shawshank Redemption. There's just, I mean, Casablanca, there's a lot of all time great movies. And I just don't know how you compare like Citizen Kane or like movies about the Holocaust to like Die Hard. <laughs> I don't want to say it's apples and oranges, but it's kind of a tough comparison. Right. I mean, and, and that's really what this boils down to. So, correct. Um, I'm with you. Do you have anything else for the good of the order here? I don't think so. It was nice seeing you on a Monday, you know, even though it's a little bit later, but uh, that's you know, okay. I had, to, I, I, had to, I had to record common debauchery with Gene and I had to do tip the cap with Dennis and I had to play football and almost fight somebody. And it was, it was, it was a long Monday. So you almost had your own diehard. They sure did. Right? I, I, I definitely, definitely dropped a yippee Kaye on this dude. <laughs> yeah, bottom, bottom line, you know, don't, don't be, don't be that guy that messes with a dude that's half your size. Cause then you're going to mess with me. Who's twice your size. Because that just evens out. Everybody's got that backup. Yeah, sure do. It's definitely good to have a guy like me as your backup. So, I mean, ironically, except for John McClane, he like just did this it, whole thing himself. It, I like it, just it, a it, lone wolf just, just rolling out. I, I I give him a lot of credit for being underestimated in the first movie, but really, right after the first movie, nobody should have ever underestimated this guy again. Right. Well, because he, he was kind of alone, like, like a little bit in the second one. And the third one, they were like, no, he's not alone anymore. Like, we're going to give you Samuel L. Jackson or we're going to give you Justin Long. I don't care if it's plucky comic relief or an actual legitimate sidekick. But they're like, hey, we can't, he can't do it by himself anymore. Right. Craziness. Yeah. I think we should piggyback on this one and do like lethal weapon next. 
Oh, going with full series. I, one of my all-time favorites. That's I'm I'm all for it. Well, and I'm too old for this shit. That's what I'm. That's what I was telling you. So, all right. Well, uh, I think that's going to just about wrap it up for this episode of the Podducers. Uh, Podducers is part of the BICBP Radio Network. www.bicbp-radio.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you get your fantastic podcast media from. Uh, you can get your fix of us on any of them. You can find us on Facebook to, uh, you know, cool movie posts and interactive things that you can do with us like follow, share, subscribe, all the good stuff. Click tell your friends, tell your mama, uh, tell everybody and everybody who might want to listen to us, discuss movies and have some fun with us. Uh, quote King it was a pleasure, my man. Thanks buddy. Always a pleasure seeing you. You, uh, you want to send us out? Send us out. All right. I'll oh do boy. It. Cut. This is a new no, you do it. That's putting me okay, on the spot. You, you do it. Oh, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching. This has been The Wizard of Jazz and The Quote King, Austin. We'll see you guys next time. Cut. This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Host Podcast Thing. Today, in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen. Yo, wait a minute. I feel like I could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored. Why am I listening to this stuff? You want a better sports experience from your podcast? Head over to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network. Not generic, not boring, and a little out there sometimes. Tune in to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network.